What a joy it is this morning to have the opportunity to worship the Lord together in song and now to worship the Lord in a very pragmatic and practical manner of learning about how we can apply our faith. Several years ago in the church, we began to sense the need of really doing some things locally to stand against issues that we saw were very difficult. Uh, Human trafficking was one of those. Uh, uh, The need to stand against abortions by promoting adoptions. Uh, moving against addictions that many people face. And then also, uh, we were made aware of the immense immense, uh, uh, scope of hunger right here in our own community. And so through that came a theme called Do Something Now. And this is, I think, the third or fourth October that we focused on Do Something Now. Last week, we talked about addictions. Today, we're going to talk just a minute about hunger. You as a people have done an amazing thing through giving to GO, which stands for Global Outreach. If you're new to our church, there are three areas in our church we promote giving. One of those is obviously the church budget, which does all the things in the church with everything from lighting the rooms to air conditioning to providing staff and programs and ministries here. Global outreach is just what it says, a way to reach outside the walls. And we do work in Jerusalem, our Jerusalem, which is broken there in Tulsa, our Judea, which is Oklahoma, our Samaria, which is North America, and ends the earth, which is everywhere else. And today you're going to hear a little bit about that. And then also you'd want to know that the third area which we give is something called Bigger Than Me, and that's those capital projects that are bigger than we can really put in the budget. But as people give their budget dollars, they also give mission special gifts to go, and then building fund gifts to Bigger Than Me. And through that, the work of the church here uh, prospers. It is amazing today, you're going to hear a little bit about what you've done through giving to go help globally, but also a tremendous way you've helped locally through providing food for hungry people. Now, I got to tell you, I was, I I literally lived in a bubble. So much of my life, I've struggled with trying to stay away from food. I was amazed to find out in Broken Air in Tulsa, how many people would say I'd give anything to eat and they're serious. And so today you're going to hear about how through giving to go and helping hunger ministry, you also help plant a church while we're here this morning to hear about global outreach through this own, our own church locally and globally, it's interesting, two of our folks are about missions this week. This morning, Todd Parr and Kelly Kerr are in Connexion Church in Montreal. And that's a church that we just started partnering with in February. They've got about 40 people ready to be baptized. But listen to this, only about 20 signed up today to be baptized because they said, we've never seen a baptism. Now this is in India or Vietnam or Russia or Asia. This is just north of the American border. We had people say, we've never seen a baptism. And so before we say, we'll do a baptism, we'll agree to be a candidate. Can we just come Sunday and see what that is? And then we'll tell you yes or no. Sometimes I think we need to travel with a passport hours and hours to get to lostness truth is sometimes it's going across the street in this case it's going across the american border to the north just right there people are saying we don't know christ it's urgent secondly we have a couple leaving this tuesday for venezuela larry and ruth ann wells have been partnering there for a number of years i don't know if you know your world history right world current events right now but venezuela is a very dangerous place a very dark place and a very uh, jilted place and jaded place because the government has basically, is basically crushing their own people. Larry and Ruth Ann are going into that dark place with the lie of the gospel to check with a church plant that they've been working with for years, trying to encourage those people. And they said, Pastor, please have the church pray for us. 
And I told them we would. So this morning, I want you to pray for the service. Brother Kevin's going to share an update with you on hunger ministry and church planting. We want to pray for the wells. We want to pray for Todd Parr and Kelly Kerr, who are in Montreal. Pray with me, and we're going to, we're going to worship Father. This morning, how fortunate we are to be in this place, and I don't just mean in this church, but in this nation. For most of us in this room, we don't know what it is to truly be hungry. We rather wrestle with how many calories we take in versus not having any to take in at all. And so today, what Kevin is going to share with us is very timely, and for some of us, somewhat shocking to hear how much hunger is right at the door of the church. We pray today for Todd and Kelly in Montreal that this can be a glorious day for Conexion Church as they celebrate baptizing of all those new Christians. It'll be a powerful and meaningful time for them. We pray for the wells as they travel to Venezuela this week that you'll go before them and you'll open wide doors of opportunity. I thank you today for my brother Kevin, for his heart for missions and for his effectiveness in planting the gospel in so many parts of the earth. Speak through him today to our hearts. Let us be attentive and open to all that you want to say to us and through us, through your servant. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Brother Kevin. Well, good morning, church family. Good morning. Open your Bibles with me to the book of Matthew, chapter number 22. Matthew, chapter number 22. This morning we're going to be looking at verses 34 through 40 of Matthew, chapter number 22. And as you're turning there, what we're going to see this morning is a Pharisee, an expert in the law, asked Jesus an incredible question about life. You know, there are times in all of our lives when we stop and think about it that we all love to have the answers to the great questions we have about life. And I can remember when I was a kid, anytime I had one of these great mysterious questions about life, I could always go to my dad and my dad would always seem to have the answer to my great questions about life. And I knew that one day, one day, if God would ever bless me with children, that I too would get to be the man. I too would get to be the answer guy. And you dads out there know we pride ourselves on protecting our families. We pride ourselves on providing for our families. We want to be the ones our children come to and ask the great questions of life. Well, God bless my wife Sharon and I with four great children. And by far though, the most curious of all my children is my oldest son, Zach. Zach always wanted to know the great questions about life. And Zach came to me one day and says, Daddy, I have a question. And I said, okay, son, ask me a question. He said, I have a question about trains. And I'm going, oh, trains, I love trains, cool. Maybe he's going to ask me about how the engineer blows the whistle. Or maybe he's going to ask me about the, the red car at the end, the caboose, and why is that there? And I said, come on, son, hang on a minute. Ask Daddy a question. He says, Daddy, Daddy, if trains never leave the railroad tracks, how do they get on the railroad tracks to begin with? And I said, hmm. Uh, Hmm. (sighs) Once again, son, maybe you should just go ask your mama. Uh, By the way, if anybody knows the answer to that, would you email that to me this week? I'd appreciate that. Matthew chapter number 22. Look with me. Verse 34. Matthew 22, 34. It says, Hearing that Jesus silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. 
This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and all the prophets hang on these two commandments. May God bless the reading of his word this morning. Well, what we see here is a Pharisee, an expert in the law, asked Jesus an incredible question about life. One that on the surface looked like it was very difficult to answer. It was a question that on the surface looked like it was tricky. One that they could really trap Jesus with. He says, what is the greatest commandment in all the law? What a great question. Of all the commandments in Scripture, of all the commandments in the law, what is the greatest of them all? And Jesus said, the greatest is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And the second is like it, love your neighbor as you love yourself. And since you're asking, all the law and all the prophets hang on these two commandments. Wow, what a great answer. You see, the truth is, it's all about love. If you study the Word of God from cover to cover, if you look at all the ins and outs of the Christian life, the truth is the Christian life, the Christian journey, it's all about love. It's all about the love the one true and living God has for us, and then the love in turn we have for Him. And as the love of God flows through us, you and I can truly love one another as we love ourselves. The truth is the Christian life, the Christian journey, it's all about love. The Bible says in the book of 1 John chapter number 3, listen to this. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. If anyone has material possessions and sees his brother in need, but has no pity on him, how can the love of God be in him? Dear children, let us not love with words or with tongue, but with actions and in truth. You see, friends, true love is more than just a feeling. True love is more than just having butterflies in your stomach. Oh, no. True love is more than just words that we say. Anybody can say, I love you, and not mean it. No, true love involves action. True love is an action we choose to take. We demonstrate our love through our actions. We demonstrate our love through what we do. And the truth is, it's all about love. And church family, I'm absolutely convinced that one of the greatest ways you could ever demonstrate love or to love someone is to tell them the truth about Jesus Christ. One of the greatest ways you could ever demonstrate love to somebody is to tell them that they too can be saved by the grace of God through faith in Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. The truth is it's all about love. And that's exactly what the Lord commanded us to do in the Great Commission. In Matthew chapter number 28, Jesus said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. Wow, what a great commission. What a great calling. What a great task the Lord has called us to do. To go and make disciples of all nations. And then he says in Acts 1.8, you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Friends, you look at the Great Commission, you look at Acts 1.8, God has called us, the people of First Baptist Church, Broken Arrow, one church meeting in two campuses 
to love the people with the love of the Lord Jesus Christ and to be witnesses in Broken Arrow in Tulsa, Oklahoma, North America, and all around the globe for the glory of God. You see, it's all about love. But you know, if you look at the Great Commission and you take it very seriously, the Great Commission can be very intimidating, can it? I mean, think about it. Lord, you're calling me to go and make disciples of all nations? I mean, Lord, as a church, you're calling us to go and make disciples of all nations? I mean, what kind of impact can I really make on the Great Commission? I mean, what kind of impact can you really make on the Great Commission? In fact, what kind of impact can one local church meeting in two campuses really have on the Great Commission in reaching all nations with the gospel? You know, the question we need to ask ourselves in light of the Great Commission and in light of Acts 1-8 as a church, what should our strategy be in getting the gospel to all nations? Well, thank you for asking. Well, you know, if you look at the book of Acts, by far, by far, the greatest missionary this world has ever known was a man by the name of Saul, who was also called Paul. You and I know him best as the Apostle Paul. And if you study the missionary journeys of the Apostle Paul in the book of Acts, Paul's strategy was very simple. Paul went town by town, city by city, loving people and sharing with them the gospel of Jesus Christ. People were saved, lives were changed, and he would have planned or established new churches in the towns along the way. I think that's a great strategy. And the strategy that we have here at First Baptist for North America and all around the world is the same. We want to plant healthy churches on every continent of the world. We believe God is calling us to plant healthy churches on every continent of the world. We want First Baptist Broken Arrow members on every continent sharing the love of Jesus Christ, leading people to Christ, and planting and establishing new churches. We're talking about churches that are sound in doctrine, that are truly teaching the Word of God. Churches that are worshiping the Lord Jesus Christ and churches that are reaching out to their own community, loving them and demonstrating for them the love of Jesus Christ. And friends, as these churches grow and as they mature, they themselves will plant other churches, they plant other churches, they plant other churches. And in doing so, the gospel of Jesus Christ will spread village by village, city by city, country by country on every continent of the world. That is our strategy to obey the Great Commission at First Baptist Broken Arrow. And friends, let me tell you something. God is doing incredible things all around the world right in front of our very eyes. The great one true and living God is planting churches through one local church meeting in two campuses all around the globe. And what I want to do for just a few moments, I want to show you visually all the places that God has First Baptist Broken Arrow planting and establishing new churches. Let me just show you first in North America. In North America, we're working in the state of Washington. In cooperation with the North American Mission Board, we're working in Seattle. We're helping plant two churches, one called Epic Life Church and Roots Community Church. We're helping them in Seattle to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and plant and establish new churches. And then we go north into British Columbia. We're planting churches in British Columbia. We're planting churches in Vancouver. 
We have a partnership now with Towers Baptist Church in Richmond, a suburb of Vancouver. There were planting churches that their strategy is to plant churches that are going to plant other churches all throughout Vancouver. Great things are happening. And then as pastor said, you go over to the other side of the country, we're in church planting partnership in Quebec in Montreal with Connection Church. This morning, our new church plant that has already planted other churches, they're going to baptize, God willing, 40 people for the honor and glory of God. And then next year, God willing, 2016, we're going to St. Louis, Missouri. You've heard all the problems on the news that's happening in Ferguson and North County. Well, we're going to be partnering with a church in St. Louis called August Gate. August Gate is going to be the hub church with the North American Mission Board. And God willing, we're going to help them to establish church plants all throughout St. Louis in 2016. Well, that's what's happening in North America. And then we come south in Central America. We're church planting with a man that some of you know. His name is George Aguilar. You remember George? George is in San Marcos, San Salvador, El Salvador. We've helped George plant a church there. They're doing great, and we're already looking at a second location in a different part of town to plant a church there with George Aguilar. That's what's happening in Central America. And then you come down to South America, you heard pastors say this morning that we're in a church planting partnership in Venezuela. In San Felipe, we're engaged in a church planting movement with, with Central Baptist Church in San Felipe. Rafael Prado there at Central Baptist, they've already planted multiple churches through Venezuela. And we're praying that that will continue to grow and continue to strategize of how we can help them in a very difficult time in their country. That's South America. Then you move over to Europe. And you remember in Europe just a handful of years ago, we adopted two people groups. We adopted the Armenian people group and we adopted the Han Chinese people group. And God has been doing incredible things. Already among the Armenian people group, we see th three church plants have started. One in the Netherlands in Kampen, one in Belgium in Mechelen, and now we have a church plant in Paris, France. All three church plants are doing really well for the glory of God, and they're, they're already spreading. And then with the Chinese in Paris, France, and Chinatown, we already have two church plants off the ground with the Han Chinese in Chinatown, Paris. God is doing incredible things in Europe. And then we move over to Asia, into India. And you remember as a church, we adopted the Tanti people group. We're working in Bihar, in Patna, Bihar, India, with Bijou Thomas. And we're going village by village in India with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And already we have over 26 churches in the villages in Patna, in India. And now also we have a partnership in, in West Bengal and Siliguri, India, with the IMB and Matt Willis, trying to reach the same people group in a different area. You know, then you go to Southeast Asia and you go to Vietnam and we are planting churches in Vietnam. And then we go into Cambodia and we have a great partnership in Cambodia with Henry and Neri Tran. You all know as a church, we help them build the Home of Grace Orphanage. Already the Home of Grace has 65 kids in the orphanage. But our dream was always to plant churches in the villages all around the orphanage. And let me tell you, thousands of people have come to Christ in Cambodia. Churches have been planted. People are being saved. And let me just stop right here and share with you. I just recently came back from Cambodia with a team. And we saw incredible things happen. I had a team, listen to this, ranging from 27 years old to 76 years old. And let me tell you, they did amazing. 
They did fantastic. We went village by village with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're telling them Bible stories because they can't read. In most villages we go to, they've never even seen a book before. They have no education. But we're telling them Bible stories and teaching them Bible stories. And village by village, we share the gospel. And listen to this. Over 600 adults came to faith in Jesus Christ this past week. Isn't that awesome? 600 adults have trusted Christ. Village by village, the gospel is being spread and churches are being planted for the glory of God. And then let me tell you, next year though, we're getting ready to embark on a great adventure. We're getting ready to go to Africa in 2016. We're adopting a people group in Senegal, Africa called the Wolof People Group. The Wolof People Group, they live in villages in Senegal. They're peanut farmers. They're 100% Muslim. Right now, the level of Christianity in Senegal, I think is 0.0% if I read that right. And we have a great couple in our church, Chad and Amy Wilkerson, who God has called their family to go to Senegal. He's a veterinarian. And they're going to live in Senegal. We're going to send them. We're going to go with them. And God willing, we're going to go village by village sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. And God willing, people are going to be saved. Lives are going to be changed. And churches are going to be planted for the honor and glory of God. Church family, I can't begin to tell you what amazing things God is doing through one local church all around the globe. Let me just show you this this world map. All these places you see in blue are places where First Baptist Church, Broken Arrow, one church meeting in two campuses are engaged in church planning partnerships all around the globe. The ones in red are the ones we're heading to next year. And I tell you, one day soon, within a five-year time, I prayerfully believe that First Baptist Church, Broken Arrow is going to be church planting on every continent of the globe for the glory of God. Friends, I want to say thank you. Thank you. I want to say thank you for being a part of this. And you say, Brother Kevin, I I haven't gone with you and your church planning partnerships. Why are you telling me thank you? Because you are a part of it. I want to thank you so much for praying. Thank you for getting on your face before God and praying about what's happening in missions in the First Baptist. I want to say thank you so much for all of you who are so faithfully giving to the Go Missions offering. You see, when we all give to the Go Missions offering, you're supporting all these partnerships all around the globe. When everybody gives something together to go, the cumulative effect of that is amazing. When we all give together to go, we're able to do all of these ministries all around the world, and you're a great part of that. Thank you for sacrificially giving to go. Great things are happening. And for all of you who have gone with us on trips, thank you. You're making a huge difference. People are being saved. Lives are being changed. Churches are being planted. And the name of Jesus Christ is being glorified continent by continent all around the globe. Thank you for your faithfulness. And friends, I want to be very clear with you today. I know you're watching the news and and you're hearing all the crazy news reports all around the world. I know you're watching the news and our country is sprinting away from God. But I want you to understand something. God is still on his throne. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is totally in control. People are being saved. Lives are being changed for the glory of God. Thank you. Thank you for what you're doing. But oh, friends, hear me today. As much as I love international missions, and I do, 
And as much as I love going village by village with the gospel, and I do, and as much as I love people who, who look like they have no hope, come to hope in Jesus Christ, I love that I do. But friends, you must hear me today. You study the Great Commission. You study Acts 1-8, and the Bible is very clear that you and I must be just as zealous. You and I must be just as passionate to reach people right here in our own backyard with the gospel of Jesus Christ as we are all around the globe. You study the Word of God and we must be just as zealous, just as passionate to demonstrate the love of Jesus Christ with our next door neighbor, with our friend at school, with our co-worker at work as we are in the villages of Cambodia. Friends, God has called us with every breath and every step to be passionate and zealous about the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And friends, the truth is all of us, all of us need to be involved in ministry. All of us need to be involved in ministry. All of us need to look up and say, this is where I'm plugging in. This is where I'm serving. This is where I'm showing the love of Jesus Christ that's flowing over out of me onto the people around me. All of us need to serve. And let me say you, there's a handout in your bulletin today. If everybody would grab this. I want to show you this. Flip to the side, this is Global Outreach. In this insert, this is a list of all the ministries that when you give to go, you're supporting. This is a list of all the ministries that you are being a part of. And I want you to look at these local ministries. These are all ministries that we know very well. These are ministries that we endorse. These are ministries that we know they're sound in doctrine. We know what they're doing. We know their leadership. And listen, they are always needing help. They're always asking for help. So I want to challenge you to take this home, pray through this, give them a call, email them, and I promise you, you won't have to ask them twice. They will find a place for you to plug in and find a place for you to serve. Please do that. But you know, church family, this morning, as we continue to our do something now, there's an issue that's staring us right in the face that we must not ignore. There's an issue that's happening right here in the state of Oklahoma that we must do something now about, and that is the issue of hunger. Hunger. It's hard to believe that in the United States of America, in the state of Oklahoma, people are struggling with hunger, but they are. Listen to this. Would you believe that one out of every four children in the state of Oklahoma is at risk of going to bed hungry? One out of every four children in Oklahoma and one out of every six senior adults, age 16 and above, in the state of Oklahoma is at risk of going to bed hungry. In the state of Oklahoma, we have over one million people on our food stamps program. Over a million people in the state of Oklahoma. And listen to this, in our school systems in the state of Oklahoma, 62% of all our students in the state of Oklahoma are on free or reduced lunch programs. That is hard to believe in the state of Oklahoma that people are struggling with hunger, but they are. And it's not okay. We must do something now. So as a church, we decided that we were going to attack the issue of hunger from multiple directions. We decided a few years ago we must go about this from different avenues. So one of the places we're addressing the issue of hunger is in our school systems. In both Broken Arrow and Coweta school systems, we're helping them with the issue of hunger. 42% of the students in Broken Arrow Public Schools are on free lunch or reduced lunch programs. 42%. In Coweta, 43% are 
of the students are on free lunch programs. Just under half of the student population in a school system right here is struggling with hunger. And friends, hear me, while we love the fact and we're grateful that they're getting food to eat during the week, yes, thank you. We love that they're getting breakfast, and we love that they're getting fed lunch. But what we found out is these same students don't have enough food to eat on the weekends. And some of these students are just going without food on the weekends, and that's not okay. So what we decided to do was to partner with the school systems in both Broken Arrow and Coweta and help them with their backpack program. So how this works is every Wednesday afternoon, we have volunteers that come to our campus and they're placing food items in sacks that they give to the teachers and the counselors of the schools. And every week, these teachers and counselors very discreetly take these sacks of food and they put them in the backpacks of the kids that need food to eat on the weekends. And I think that's a marvelous ministry. One we're, we're very excited and grateful to be a part of. But listen to this. This year, just this school year, our church is projected to give over 3,600 sacks of food to the school system of Broken Arrow and Coweta. And church family, we can't do that without your help. We need you to help us do something now. So would you help us? Would you take that same insert in your bulletin and look at it? Turn it over on the back. What you see here is a list of items that we're putting in these sacks of food every week. And I'm asking you, would you please take this and go shopping today and help us? Would you please take this list, go shopping this week, and bring back some of these items to church so we can help feed these students at school? You know, on the Broken Arrow campus here, we have a display right down the hall across from the ACC. There's a red bin that'll be out in the hallway. You can bring these items and leave them there, and we'll take care of them. For the people at CBC, if you do the same thing, if you would go shopping for us, buy some of these items, bring them back to the lobby at CBC, bring them to the children's area, we'll make sure that they get into the hands of the people of the schools. We'll make sure that no kid is going hungry on our watch in Broken Air and Coweta. Church family, would you help us do something now? But you know, another avenue where we decided that we were going to address hunger was by adopting a trailer park in, in called Camino Villa. Right over by 71st and County Line, there's a trailer park with about 400 trailers. And over the last two and a half years, every Thursday night, volunteers from our church have been going to Camino Villa and serving free food. They've been serving food, sharing the gospel, loving on people. It's a beautiful ministry. But for the last two and a half years or two years, it's all been outside. You know, you've helped us blitz the neighborhoods. You've helped us send out food. You've helped us share Christ. And it's been cold some nights. Pastor, some nights it was snowing. Some nights it was raining. Some nights it was really horrible. But you, our volunteers, never missed a Thursday night in over two and a half years. And let me say thank you for that. But now, church family, the city of BA has really helped us. They built a community center building right by the park where we've been meeting for two and a half years. They, they have a, a building 1,800 square feet with a large meeting room, with bathrooms, with heat and air, with a small kitchen. And now we've been able to move our ministry inside. So now every week we're sharing free food. Every week we're loving on people. We're feeding people. And now we're sharing the gospel. We're studying the word of God with adults. And because of your faithfulness, because of your faithfulness, a church plant has now sprung up at Camino Villa Trailer Park right in the middle of our city. Church family, thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for doing that. And now we're so excited about what's happening at Camino Villa that we're going to do the same thing in Coweta now as well. 
For those of you at CBC, we're getting ready next year to go to Garden Walk Apartments. We're going to take the same feeding trailer we've been using at Camino, the same generator, the same lights. We're going to go to Garden Walk Apartments in 2016. We're going to feed people for the glory of God, and we're going to pray people will be saved, lives will be changed, and just like Camino Villa, a church plant will spring up right in the middle of those apartments for the glory of God. That's what we're going to be doing in 2016. Thank you for helping us with that. And then finally, real quickly, Another way we're addressing hunger is through our benevolence ministry called Arms Around Broken Arrow. For the last 10 years, we've had our own benevolence ministry that gives out free food and free clothing. They, they have a free medical clinic on Tuesday nights and they help people with rent. They help them with utility bills. They, they help them find jobs and people coming out of jail, they help them with a fresh start program. Arms Around Broken Arrow is an incredible, incredible ministry. But let me tell you something, as great as all of that is, the thing they do best is they share the love of Jesus Christ with people. Listen to this, just through August of this year, the first eight months of this year, Arms Around Broken Arrow has already led over 100 people to Jesus Christ. Isn't that incredible? Over 100 people have come to faith in Jesus Christ. In a time when a lot of churches are reaching no one, sadly, 100 people have already been reached at Arms Around Broken Arrow for the glory of God. That's amazing. But listen to these stats. You know, just through August of this year, at Arms Around Broken Arrow, 2,785 people have already been helped with clothing. Just through August of this year, 3,590 people have been given food. Just through August, 115 families have been helped with rent assistance. 861 families have been helped with their utility bills. And I love this, in the last 10 years, I, don't, I want to make sure you don't miss this. In the last 10 years, Arms Around Broken Arrow has fed over 46,000 people. Isn't that incredible? 46,000 people for the glory of God. Wow. What a great ministry. What a great ministry. And you can be a part of this. You can help us do something now. Maybe you're here today and you say, Brother Kevin, listen, I want to be a part of what you're doing at Camino Villa. I say, great, come on, we need you. Maybe you're saying, Brother Kevin, I want to be a part of what we're going to do at the Garden Walk Apartments in Coweta. Come on, we need you. Maybe you're saying, Brother Kevin, I want to be a part of what's happening at Arms Around Broken Arrow. Come on, we need you. If you would take this blue communication card out of your bulletin. If you'd simply fill this out, give us uh, your name, your email address, a good phone number. All you have to do is turn it over right on the back and say, well, I want to help at Camino Villa and we'll call you. We'll email you. All you have to say is, I want to help at Arms Around Broken Arrow. Give us some good information. Tell us that. We'll email you. We'll call you. And we'll find a place for you to plug in. We'll find a place for you to serve. We'll find a place for you to demonstrate the love of the Lord Jesus Christ in a very real and practical way. Give us some information. And we'll find a place for you to help us do something now. You know, the Bible says this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. If anyone has material possessions and sees his brother in need but has no pity on him, how can the love of God be in him? Dear children, let us not love with words or with tongue but with actions and in truth. Church family, it's time once again for us to come together as body of Christ, as believers in Christ and let's do something now.
It's all about love. But friends, by far, as I conclude today, I want you to understand that the greatest demonstration of love ever was demonstrated by Almighty God Himself. You see, the Bible says that you and I have, we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All of us have sinned. All of us have failed. You have sinned and failed and I have sinned and failed God. And the Bible says the wages of that sin is death. See, because you have sinned and because I have sinned, all we deserve when we die is to spend an eternity separated from our loving God in a place of punishment the Bible calls hell. See, all of us have sinned. All of us has failed. But listen to what the Bible says. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. You see, God loved you so much that he sent his son Jesus from heaven to earth. And Jesus Christ lived on this earth a perfect 33 years. Even though he was taken to the desert by the devil and tried and tempted in every way, Jesus Christ never, ever sinned. Jesus Christ was pure and perfect in every way. But because he loves you so much, and because he loved me so much, Jesus Christ took all of our sin, all of our guilt, all of our shame upon himself. And Jesus Christ died on that cross for your sin and for mine. Jesus Christ took our place. He took our punishment for us. And Jesus died and they buried him in a tomb. But let me tell you, church family, Jesus didn't stay there. Three days later, just as he said he would, Jesus came back to life. He rose from the dead, conquering sin and conquering death. He's seated at the right hand of the Father, interceding for you and for me. And Jesus Christ says today, if you will believe in me, I will forgive you of your sin. If you trust in me, I will wash away all your sin. If you believe in me, if you trust in me, if you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, when you die, you will not go to hell. When you die, you will not be punished. But Jesus says, if you believe in me, if you trust in me, when you die, you'll live all eternity in heaven with me. Well, there's no more pain, no more suffering, no more tears. Just an eternity of serving and honoring and praising God together. Friends, in the greatest act of love ever, in the greatest demonstration of love ever, Jesus Christ died on that cross for you and for me. He rose from the dead. And today he's offering you the gift of eternal life. He's offering you the gift of salvation by the grace of God through faith in Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one gets to the Father except through me. Friends, if you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ, today could be the greatest day for you. Today could be the day of salvation for you. Jesus Christ is offering you the gift of salvation, but you must believe. You must accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. You must do something now. Bow your hearts with me, please, and let's pray together. You know, friends, I don't know where this message finds you today. Maybe you're here today and you say, Brother Kevin, listen, I don't know Jesus Christ as my Savior. Maybe you've never known that you could be forgiven by the grace of God through faith in Jesus Christ. Well, friends, I'm here to tell you today is your day. In just a moment, we're going to have a time of invitation. We're all going to stand together. We're going to sing a song together. Our pastors are going to be down front. And that's your opportunity to respond. 
If you've never trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior, I'm going to ask you to have the courage to step out, walk down this aisle, and take one of our pastors by the hand. And they will be thrilled to share with you how you can know Jesus Christ. They will be thrilled to share with you how you can be forgiven, how you too can be saved by the grace of God through faith in Jesus Christ. Friends, God loves you with a perfect and an everlasting love. He wants you to believe. Today is the time to do something now. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for the honor it is to study your word. Lord, I thank you and I praise you in the name of Jesus Christ for what you're doing here and all around the globe for your glory. But Lord, I pray today, if there's anybody here that does not know Jesus Christ, Lord, I pray right here and right now would be the time of salvation for them. Lord, we love you and we praise your name. For it's in the perfect name of Jesus Christ we pray. And all God's people said, amen. Would you stand with me, please?